Welcome, welcome, welcome to Thirst for Knowledge Podcast, episode 35. I'm James Evers. I'm Justin. And I'm Seth Tardiff. And today on the episode, we still have Finding Philip in our studios. <laughs> we sure do. Um, and in this second part of our thrilling saga with Mr. Philip, we go into detail about how we heard about him. He talks a lot about what his single year grid project was, what the diuretissima is, um, how he was inspired to do this project goes into a little bit of the strategy and the planning about his, uh, crazy diet that he was on. Um, <laughs> and, and it's, there's a lot of cool stuff in here. There's also a lot of really inspiring stuff in here. And, um, we answer the big question of why he would do this crazy thing as well as, um, if Philip is a pizza scientist and now you guys might not know about this if you've listened to Philip talk before if you followed him on social media but we do get down to the nitty-gritty about pizza science so stick around for the end of the episode for that and uh, yeah yeah enjoy this part two guys and if you have not listened to part one please go back and listen to it indeed enjoy guys enjoy enjoy So I think that I think that's a good intro into actually explaining to you know our listeners yeah. of the podcast nice. what um, the single year grid is and um, in yeah, the diuretessima as well. Uh, I actually how I found you was from well, one of our good friends Dennis who followed you on Instagram. Okay, and um, I remember like sitting. I think I was at Dennis's house at a cookout or something, and he was like, "We were, we were talking about hiking because we'll do short hikes together and everything." He was like. Dude, this guy Philip, all right. <laughs> this fucking I lo- I asshole. Love it, man. I love it. And I was like, "What the fuck?" That's what I said I too. I knew what the forty-eight four Ks were. You know, I knew um, there was this guy that I used to work with who loved uh, loved the whites and would always talk to me every day about hiking and the Pemi Loop and all this stuff. And um, so, I was, I, I, and I've hiked, I've hiked some of the four Ks. So I'm familiar with the area and I knew what it was. And when I heard what you were doing, I was like, that is crazy, man. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I love hearing those stories because you just, I, you know, I don't, I don't think of the single year grid in that way. Like I know I was out there doing something um, kind of special and I knew that I was putting it out there, especially the last third putting putting it out there on social media in a way where you know people were starting to take interest and 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 kind of like you know tell my story for me um but it's still really cool to like hear about like you know just like some homies out at like a barbecue like oh do you know what this like kids you know the grid Um, so there's a grid and then there's the single year grid so the grid you can just do anytime yeah so um just give you know your listeners some really yeah. basic context here. So, um, the grid is a hiking list. Um, the The grid is a hiking list that dictates um, a hiker climb all forty eight peaks in the White Mountain National Forest over four thousand feet in every calendar month of the year. So there's forty eight peaks in the White Mountains that are over four thousand feet in elevation, and the grid 
dictates that a hiker climb all of them in every calendar month. <laughs> now, very, very important. There is no time frame for this. So to complete the grid, you can go out and, and start today and 20 years from now, you know, tick off your, your last peak and it is all good. In 2016, a woman by the name of Sue Johnston came along. She is a very, very well-known ultramarathon runner, mountain endurance athlete. She is also just a, a straight-up pioneer in the White Mountains of New Hampshire. Uh, she came along and she completed the first calendar year grid. So she wanted to complete a full year, uh, full grid start to finish in one calendar year. So she started January 1st, 2016. She finished December 26th, 2016. And, you know, hiked all 48, 4,000 footers in every, in every month, one month after another. Gotcha. And um, inadvertently set the fastest known time for the grid because there had been, I think, 70 or 80 some odd people who had completed the grid up until that point. Nobody had ever done it all in a calendar year. And so she kind of like was on record uh, saying, you know, it was never my intention to set the fastest, fastest known time for the grid. That was, that was not my intention. That was, that was not the primary goal of the project. The primary goal was to finish, start and finish a grid in, in a calendar year. Um, but, you know, inevitably, if you do that, you're, you're going you're gonna to finish it in the fastest known time because no one else has ever done it that quickly. Right. And so in 2016, the, the first calendar year grid was completed. And I think what a lot of people don't quite realize was, you know, around my father passed away in 2014 and 2015, I, I came up and climbed my first round of the 48 um, in New Hampshire, just did it over the course of like three weeks, lived out of the back of my car in June, had been coming to the White Mountains my entire life. But this was the first time that I climbed all 48 in one kind of in one kind of go. And um, yeah, I just started thinking about the grid and started thinking like, oh, you know, if a, if a highly committed hiker came along and wanted to actually do what I just did, which was, you know, either live out of the back of their truck or work very little and tick off, you know, 48 every month, like even though it would be really tough and certainly like, you know, the, the winter would be a huge variable, you know, kind of thought like it could be done. And I kind of thought that I might be the one to do it. Now, I didn't realize that Susanna Johnston was uh, <laughs> going to go out and, and do it in 2016. And, and she actually did go out and started and completed in 2016. And, and I ended up... Um, like, fuck, flipping tables. <laughs> well, it's, it's really interesting. Um, Were you sabotaging? Well, well you, and you guys don't, don't seem to be too concerned about digressions. Just cool little story. So I, I ended up... I ended up sitting down at a dinner table in 2016 with Susanna Johnston. Oh, cool. And I, it was just, I was going to a dinner with like a, a kind of a who's who of ultra runners, ultra marathon runners. And a friend of mine, it's like a, a really um, talented long distance runner and got an invitation and was just hanging. And on the, on the way into the dinner, uh, the, the gentleman who was driving, you know, started talking about Sue and started saying like, Hey, yeah, she's doing a, a calendar calendar year grid. And as soon as, as soon as he used that term, I knew exactly what he was talking about. And I was like, fire in your eyes. It was crazy, man. Like I, my stomach kind of dropped. I was like, man, like, cause you know, I'd spent probably like over a year at that point, kind of thinking and dreaming and kind of kind of putting money away but not really being really sure and i mean yeah. this is such a huge commitment and what have you and when i heard that she was attempting it and kind of sat down at, 
at dinner with her and like, you know, kind of heard about who she was and started to, you know, read, read who she was and, and, and learn about, you know, the accomplishments that she had under her belt. I was like, oh man, she's gonna, you're like, this bitch is gonna get it done. I was like, Sue, (laughs) Sue gonna get it. Um, and she did, you know, and I was, um, try to make it clear that I was like super thrilled and excited for her obviously and the white mountain community um because it was such a huge step forward in terms of what had been done with the with the grid but um for me you know it it kind of left me feeling a little a little deflated because at that point it was like the grid and then the calendar year grid and i never was able to see beyond that um i didn't know if i wanted to go out and just duplicate what somebody else had had you're already just the number done. two well right. uh, well uh, i you're saying that with a smile on your face and I, <laughs> I appreciate that my brother um but uh no like you know there's something to be said about like you know committing and giving yourself fully to these mountains that you love and these mountains that you cut your teeth on and, and that the value in that didn't didn't disappear just because it had been done before but you know the northeast peak bagging community is very saturated mm. And um, there are very few firsts remaining. Um, very few projects. I was going to ask left, you what's left. What's left but keep going. One, one thing at a time, my, my yep. friend. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, very very few things left undone. And so when you know when she did that, it was like, man, like that's a huge first. And it's like, you know, is this something I want to commit a full year to? Is this something I want to um, that I really want to take on now? Now having it, now seeing it, you know, be be completed. Um, it, it kind of left me with a lot of questions. Um, there was a turning point when I was reading about Sue's calendar year grid online. And this uh, this particular article was like referencing the fastest known time component. And Sue kind of chimed in, in in the comment section. And I, I got into the comments and I started reading reading what she was, she was saying. And what she said was, you know, <clears throat> I appreciate the nod, you know, ha- in terms of you know assigning this as the fastest known time for for the grid i, I appreciate that accolade um that was never my intention my yeah. intention was to was to hike the, the calendar uh calendar year grid and then she continues on and says you know if someone were to come along and want to whittle the grid down to its lowest possible time mm. Um, this is actually what you would want to do. And you're just like, whoop. And I'm just like, damn. Sue, hold up. (laughs) (laughs) Hold up right there. Let me just get my notepad out here. So Um, she was almost kind of encouraging you to consider not not me was just, like, the, just the general just public like she just, was just the general public sure he was, she didn't know. look in your eyes was like philip if someone wanted to do this <laughs> she um well she actually at dinner she looked into my eyes and she was like don't you ever fucking think about uh going after my she just like put a gun down and pointed it to you <laughs> right. like, what's up doc there's one there's one in the chamber bro <laughs> we're gonna see no um she she was certainly spelling this out yeah and um just being a uh you know just again like that curious kid um su- super into into hiking and into the culture into the peak bagging culture and the whites like I, you know I, I i read and i kind of paid attention and uh what she basically said was um if someone someone wanted to whittle down the grid to its to its lowest possible time its lowest elapsed time what you would want to do is hike all 48 4000 footers 
over the course of the last X amount of days of August. Okay, so like we're not talking like, you know, 14 days, we're talking like a week-ish. Um, and very specifically the last week um, of August. Gotcha. Because if the goal is to climb all 48, 4,000 footers every month, that's one thing, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you need all month to climb all 48, 4,000 footers. Do you mm -hmm. kind of catch what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. Um, so very strategically place that first round, the last, um, in my case, it was last eight days of August. Then you go through uh, September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May, June. Yep. Um, and they're going to start rapping, but <laughs> I, I, I almost went there, man. I almost went there. Uh, you know, go, go through those, those 10 middle months, get all 48. It, it doesn't every month. It doesn't matter how fast or how slow you do it, you know, cause you could finish, um, in a week, you could finish in 14 days. You still got to wait till the first to, to start up again. And then the first week or so of July, your last month, you want to go in and again get get all 48 over the course of that week ish seven to eight days um so, so in, in my case it was um six days 18 hours uh get get all 48 and so and so what you have really is if if you're looking at how much time has elapsed from the moment you you step foot on the trail um in my case august 23rd 2018 to, to the moment i step off the trail um again in my case july 7th 2019 uh, what you have is a total elapsed time of 10 months, 15 days, because you waited so long on the first month and because you went so hard right off the bat on the last month. And so where Sue started January 1st and ended December 26th, her, her FKT, so to speak, whether she intended to set it or not, was 11 months, 26 days. And so I came in around 10 months, 15 days, and that was roughly five weeks faster uh, than her time. And so I, I took that fastest known time. And um, There you go. Yeah, just like more, well, it's so funny, man. Like, I, you know, I, I say that like I took this fastest known time. The, the, the fastest known time component to all this is like the one that I think about the least. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes I actually like remind myself like, oh, actually, yeah. And also, you know, you did the single year grid, but uh, like you, you also like, you know, have now done the grid faster than anybody else. It's just like the, the experience of the single year grid um, is just like so much bigger and more profound than like actually lowering this time. And, and, and ultimately, you know, I, I never like, you know, never really looked at like Sue or Sue's time as like a, a marker, like, like competition, so to like speak, something to sure. be in, yeah. because we were attempting, um, you know, we were attempting the grid in, in a similar way, but with very like key and, and major differences, like the biggest one just being the first and the, and the last month. Um, you know, how fast we went and, and what months we, we, we started and ended in, you know, cause I'm not going to try to, I'm not going to bank on the weather being good the last right. eight days of January. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know. Uh, no, you know, and, and on the back end, I'm not going to bank on the weather being great the first six days of, of December either. You want to. So your you, starting days were strategically kind of mapped out based off of like your knowledge of the white mountains and the weather patterns and everything like yeah, that. Yeah. Because think about it. Um, let's just say I started a month earlier, July. Okay. When I finished in 2019, there was still snow on the ground in June. That's how much snow we got Damn. on the trails. Not oh, everywhere. Wow. And it wasn't like super, super crazy by any means, but I, rem I remember mentioning this to hiking partners on several different occasions, like, thank God I started in August because it would just be one more little thing to deal with. 
um, just, you know, slow going and slipping and sliding and turning the ankles. It's like, you don't need that. And then on, on the back end, like, let's say you started in September, a month later. I'm not, I'm not banking on good weather the last weekend, the last week of, of September. Right. And, and when you talk about like good weather, it's like, it doesn't even, it doesn't need to be snowing or, or anything like that. Like just, just picture, you know, on the higher summits, 35, 40 degrees, cold driving rain, mm -hmm. one or two inches a day. If you got into a weather pattern like that, it's going to be really hard to crunch all those peaks in, um, you know, over the course of, you know, six or six or seven days. So August start and July finish uh, felt the best for me. And this is like all kind of going back to your question. So like now, you know, in 2020, you know, we have the grid because um, you were kind of you were kind of asking like, OK, so, you know, do we have the grid and do we have the single year grid? What we kind of have now is we have the grid. And there's almost 100 finishers, myself included. Uh, 100 people total have done the grid. Correct, R roughly. I think okay. we're like high 90s now. Okay. Because I was like 86 or something. Um, or yeah, 80 something. And we have one person who has done the calendar year grid. So completed it all in one calendar year. Yep. Uh, Sue Johnston. And then you have one person who has done the single year grid. So completed it in a single year single months. years time 12 months time but, but not a calendar year but you're not locked into the into the so calendar you have to do it 2019 that's it 2020 that's it but you was that you did you do that no no so mine started august 2018 and finished july 2019 gotcha but my concern was you know for, for sue her concern was i want to get everything in one calendar year yeah. i did my grid in 2016 that's what she wanted to be able to say yeah what i wanted to be able to say was i did my grid faster than anybody has previously gotcha. and what that requires is if you're playing it smart and you really want to take weeks <laughs> off and not days, you know? Mm -hmm. um, you know, you start in the summer and you end in the summer. Um, that's, yeah, okay. that's kind of the way to do it. So, um, you know, now back, you know, sort of to your point or your question. Um, yeah, in 2018 and 2019, long story short, um, I was very, very fortunate to be able to complete the first single year grid to take the the fastest known time for the, for the White Mountain grid. Um, I climbed 576 high points in the White Mountain National Forest over 4,000 feet in an elapsed time of uh, 319 days. Yeah. And um, Damn. yeah, that was uh, roughly anywhere between 60 and 80 miles a week. That was roughly 20,000 feet of vertical uh, per week. Um, I ended up putting in close to 2,800 miles total over the course of those Ten and a half months, I climbed over one million feet of vertical, um, <laughs> like one million four thousand feet of vertical. Um, and how many push-ups did you do though in between that? <laughs> Zero. How much Taco Bell beefy five-layer burritos did you eat in between that? Zero. Oh my god. <laughs> um, but I mean, my you know my diet was unapologetically filthy. I, 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 I want to know. It has to be though. Yeah, it worst, has to. Worst it high calorie meal was it? Gross. What were you eating? I mean, I sat. I sat down and ate four double cheeseburgers at McDonald's in like probably like a ten minute. <laughs> I don't. That's I mean, literally what I do every it, day. I mean, <laughs> for, for me, it was delicious. Um, you know, a little heavy. Four. Yeah. I mean, that's greasy. Quite, that's yeah. Greasy. The grease feel good though. Lubed up your joints, mm. right? It was satisfying, man. I mean, at that at a particular point in the project, especially in the winter, we were just getting so much snow, 
because of the amount of miles that I had to put in, the amount of the amount of peaks that I had to bag, I was out during the week. I was out primarily by myself. I was out in these snowstorms. Um, I was living in kind of a different world, and I was reaching for anything and everything that was going to keep the morale at a healthy level, yeah, um, or, or a level healthy enough to like keep keep me moving forward. And uh, for better or worse, a lot of that. Um, came down to what what I was eating out there because you got to eat a ton of food to be able to average 80 miles a week in the mountains it's in the crazy. middle of winter and you got to like what you're eating in order to you know eat, eat that amount of food that's going to sustain those miles and so um like sorry when I got into town like I smashed four doubles um <laughs> like that you know that's what I did uh when I when I went out and grocery shopped I wasn't going to price chopper you know, or Whole Foods or Trader Joe's. I was going to Dollar General. Yeah, I was spending three dollars on a Tony's frozen pizza that I could that I could get twelve hundred calories out of. Grabbing two of those, you know, putting one in for dinner and then putting another one in after and packaging it up and and taking it out on the trail because I was on a huge budget budget while I was doing all this. So, <laughs> like, I would love to be able to sit here and tell you guys that like I had the finances and the and the wherewithal and the and the and the and the savvy niche savviness and the coaching to. Um, you know, say like, you know, I, I 100% vegan and oh, um, and, I, and I don't want to hear vegan. that. Well, but like I, I, I appreciate. <laughs> yeah, I, I certainly I am not one of these people that like, you know, will eat filthy and then total and then be totally like ignorant to the, the power of nutrition and, and how that kind of thing can absolutely work, work for you. But I, I just. I don't know, man. I was on a huge, huge budget, and I, you know, there's you can just buy a lot of cheap calories. And at a certain point, man, I just wanted to pull out food that I liked, that I was going to be able to eat, that was going to get me up, up and down mountains. And like, dude, sorry, like, it, Snickers will do that. You know, Tony's <laughs> Pizza will do that. M and M's will will do that. Um, well, here's the thing: in 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 certain sports, nutrition has its place. Okay. Mm -hmm. Whether you're 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 doing a you're doing a bodybuilding competition, you um, you're, you're in your cutting phase. Sure, you need to eat clean. You need to it's basically controlled starvation. Sure, you know when you're prepping for like football games or or basketball games or track or whatever UFC fights, nutrition has its place. Sure, but you being on the mountain, sure your your body because of your experience, I would imagine you are more metabolically adapted. Okay comparatively to us if we were to take the same tracks mm. however you need more bang for your buck sure and that's just between budget with money and calories sure okay sure because at the end of the day you need to fuel your body with calories definitely okay it doesn't fucking matter where this shit comes from right okay it has to come from the cheapest and the most more bang for your buck because you're probably burning and this is a rough estimate, you're probably burning maybe three, four, five hundred calories an hour, an hour, every hour, fucking just hiking. Totally. Absolutely. Okay. So you had to keep, you had to fuel your body with junk in order to fucking, it's light, calorie dense, and fucking cheap. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, it's funny because, you know, kind of talked about this a little bit. I mean, you know, I, you know, early twenties, mid twenties. I mean, I was out on the AT, out on the PCT. I mean, like the the hiker trash diet is is real. I mean, I would you know you're resupplying it at um, gas stations, yeah, and, and and dollar stores, and 
Um, you know, I realized that at a young age, again, for better or worse, that like, you know, as long as you're kind of fueling the machine, um, you know, you know, these, these, these foods, these snack foods and what have you, I mean, they, they, they have the capacity to get you where, where you need to go now on, on the back end, you know, when people ask me, is there anything about the single year grid that you would change? I do mention the diet, um, too much diarrhea. Not, a, not enough diarrhea. Not just, enough diarrhea. I was just going to say, man, like, is there such a thing? Right. I don't think so. <laughs> Preach it to the choir, baby. I don't think so, my friend. I I'd rather so. be loose in the woods and bound up, man. I yeah. feel you. Um, no, man, I, I just, I can't help but wonder how I would have felt, comparatively speaking, if if I had at least focused on putting two or 3,000 really good calories into my system. So like performance-wise? Performance-wise, not so much. More just like recovery, so to speak. Yeah. Um, I was recovering pretty well, and I, I, I attribute that to just the fact that during at least half the project, I was, I was getting what I would consider the appropriate amount of sleep. So I was getting about eight hours. There were definitely other long stretches of the project where it was like four hours every night specifically due to the winter you know sure. through the winter because i was working um as well as hiking um but yeah man I, I just i feel like putting a lot of that pizza i was eating a lot of sandwiches a lot of peanut butter a lot of bread i just feel like and, and this is kind of science um but in retrospect, I, I kind of feel like, you know, that that required a lot of energy to, to process and probably left me feeling a little more full than, than, than I would have liked. Sure. And, um, you, you know, in, in in the same in the same regard, also, like probably more lethargic that, than than I would have liked to have felt at certain times, um, you know, than if I was like really focusing on getting at least two or three thousand calories of like solid greens and just 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 good you know hearty pr protein um but it's like i lived in north woodstock man and like most nights i was falling asleep as i was slapping together some some pizza or some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches i was on a on a huge budget um you know there's a during your hikes are you is that what you're kind of referring yeah, to like, yeah, yeah the night before you know so it's like i just hate to hate to like make excuses but i truly didn't have the time to like plan out these elaborate meals man like we got to we got a McDonald's in town. We got a, a Dunkin' Donuts in town. Like, again, like, sorry, you, like, you need to get that extra hour of sleep. You know, like when you're not even like call, you know, returning like phone calls at night to your, to your friends and family. Cause you're so to exhausted. To make sure you're alive. Yeah. And like, and like, <laughs> this is, I'm being very like literal, like when yeah. you're not even taking showers on some nights because you don't want to take the, the inevitable 30 to 45 minutes that it's going to take to go over to the hostel. I live in a tiny house on the back of the, on the back of the hostel. It's, it's heated, but it doesn't have any plumbing. And so I go over to the hostel to use, you know, all those facilities, but it's like, you know, when, when you're, when you're going to sleep without taking a shower, cause you would rather get those 40, 45 minutes, um, 45 minutes extra sleep than, um, than shower. Like, Actually, it doesn't sound weird at all to well, me. Well, well, <laughs> I, my my point is, is like I'm certainly like not gonna be like cooking up all you these like uh, you're making all these no artisan scampi, uh, yeah, artisan right. sandwiches, <laughs> artisan pastas, like all this yeah. really bougie food. Like, yeah. sorry, man, I'm gonna stop by and get 
um, you know, two McChicken sandwiches, extra cheese for two fifty each, and um, you know, may, maybe like pull, you know, pull that Tony's pizza out of the out of the freezer and get like you know a, a solid pie with me as well. It's just like it made more sense, um, and so this is why I say unapologetically because at least for last year, the way that everything was moving and in my world to try to make this happen, like there wouldn't have been any other way. Like I would have had to have had somebody there helping me, preparing meals for me. Because by the time I got out of work some of these nights, man, I do, you know, 15, 20 miles before, you know, Jeez. before before work. Um, there were like, um, there was one day, you guys are like familiar with the pre presidential range. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so the, the range, um, you know, where, where Mount Washington lies, it's an 18 mile traverse. You go over seven peaks. It's very exposed, very rocky, very rooty, very technical. In the winter time, it is just, you know, it's a traverse to be taken seriously. It's a traverse to be respected. And, um, you know, there was, there was one particular day, uh, this just gives a little context here where it's like, my alarm went off at midnight, got up, did my thing. I was on the road at 1.30. I was parking my first car for a, for a car spot at 2.30. Hmm. I was on the other side of the of the presidential range um, at, at 3.30, quarter to four, get, getting my stuff together um, with the second car. On, on the trail at four o'clock, I was down out of the mountains, so 18 miles across the presidentials at about 2.33. Had a car there, but didn't have enough time to like go back and actually get to my car because I was working at four o'clock. So got to the hostel, you know, start left the parking lot at three, <laughs> got to the hostel at three thirty, literally jumped in the shower just real quick, um, and punched in at four o'clock and then worked four to nine. And not just like yeah. hit out behind a computer and was like antisocial. It's like you're checking people in. You need to be personable. You need to be happy to be be there. You know, and give yeah. people advice about hiking. You know, even though you <laughs> I just, just hiked a million yeah, miles, bro. Exactly. And then, do you even know where I've been? Exactly. Um, although, scores. never, never pulled that card on, on any of these guys. Um, but then, you know what, man? I clock out at nine, and and then I still got to drive an hour and fifteen minutes back to oh, get my other car. Yeah. And so, I'm not pulling back to the hostel until midnight and you're looking at a 23 hour day and that's not an exaggeration and i'm not saying that shit was happening regularly but like sh smaller versions of that day like you know 14 to 16 hour versions of that day were happening pretty pretty regularly throughout the month man try to trying to juggle this job as well so i just I, do, that, I could only do so much and you that's know? that's the fucking thing like you're not you weren't sponsored by fucking red bull you didn't have a team of people and scientists mm -hmm. and production team to massage in your calves every yeah. break and no putting shoes no, and new no, socks no, no, on no, you no. every time. No, 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 and, no, 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 no. And so with like people feeding you while you're sleeping. <laughs> Fan, Fan, what is fanning me? <laughs> fanning me in the, in the summer in the summer months. More grapes. IV more grapes. vitamin drips. Right. <laughs> but it's it's it's. I don't think people fucking realize and like that no. the, the, the haters out there or or, or whoever is just like. You know, you try to explain your feet to somebody, and I've got to imagine. Well, you have no job. The knee, yeah, that's the knee-jerk fucking response. Oh, what? Does he even fucking work? Like, did they say that shit, dude? Let me just like. Um, it must be nice, bro. Would your parents fund you? Right. Uh, well, uh, well, yeah. This is this is this is. I'm I'm glad that we're getting into this. Hold <laughs> on, oh, no, let me fill up real quick. Yeah, I'm yeah. Please, please do for knowledge. Um, the 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 interesting thing that kind of happened during this hike. And, you know, to my own doing, I, you know, 
toward the last third of the project, I started really pushing what I was doing out there on social media. And I don't have some crazy following or anything, but the White Mountains are is a is a pretty small place. Um, big, big, big wilderness, but, but small, you know, small place community wise, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, you know, we see over a million visitors a year. I mean, we're not talking like, you know, hundreds, hundreds of people, but I mean, you know, there, there's people that, you know, you bump into the same, the same people out there and it's, it's uh, really, really interesting. Um, so I found that like, yeah, I was obviously kind of getting, um, little bit of a buzz just in the, in the white mountain community. I mean, pe- people just kind of like, Oh, did you, you know, did you same way, you know, you're talking about being on, on your, you know, your back in your backyard or at the yeah. barbecue or whatever. It's like, did you hear about this kid? Who's like going out and trying to do this thing. Um, when I finished the project, I was super fortunate in that, like the, the, the story went national, so to speak. Um, and I, and I almost hate to use that term because it sounds really corny, but, um, uh, my buddy Mac uh, ended up writing a really incredible article that got published in Outside Magazine, and that ran. And um, there's kind of a trickle-down effect. There was another piece that was published in Backpacker, another piece that was published in by the Associated Press, which, like, when the Associated Press writes an article, generally, like, that's that goes out Gets to picked up every by multiple publications, single yeah. tiny little newspaper that that you can imagine all across the country is very very cool but the reason why i'm telling you that is because you know you, you open up the story and you open up yourself to a whole other world this is no longer the white mountains this is no longer you know the people who are uh looking at you know phil's cute photos in, in the what in the four thousand footer forums you know this is just like the unapologetic ruthless public mm. who have no problem telling you what they think and um, you know, you're asking like, oh, did they? Do people say things like, um, when I first started doing public speaking after I finished the single year grid, mm. I made this uh, this kind of promo video that was just like a little bit of a highlight reel. I use it in, in all of my presentations, and the way that I framed that post, so I, p- I put it up on Facebook, um, and it was it was awesome, and it ended up getting uh, you know like eleven thousand views or something. Oh, nice. It was really really Get cool. It. Yeah. Um, just you know, not that that's anything, but it's it you know it's cool because it, it got around and and you know the the community saw it, but you know the the copy in that um, was literally comments that I had pulled out of these like outside magazine uh, comment sections. So, so it was just comprised of all the critiques people had left. So, so if you go and look at that video, you know, the copy kind of reads like, first thing is in quotes, oh, 4,000 feet isn't even that high <laughs> because that, that's a big, that was a, that was probably the number one How thing tall that is people 4, said that's anyway. So, that's so weird. 4,000 feet isn't even that high. Then, then, then the next one is, yeah, but, but did he work? Yeah. And, and and so on and so forth and and I kind of just highlighted all of. I just the, want to apologize for most of those comments. I when I did type all those out, dude. I know. I'm sorry, <laughs> man. I was like really starting to just like appreciate we, you we as a human being. Yeah, like, man. like fuck, man. Wow. I shouldn't have wrote all those. Too good to be true. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was my fault. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, it was kind of just like you know making making fun of these of these very common kind of like. Um, you know, often repeated critiques of, mm-hmm. of, of what I did. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. And, and, and I don't know. It, it was, um, it was, it was kind of cool, man. Like, you know, up until that point, there were like, 
yeah, I don't, I don't want to digress too much, but you know, I got, I got, I was very lucky that I got a lot of love from my community, um, a lot of positivity, a lot of support, a lot of love from my community uh, while I was while I was working on the grid, while I was finishing the single year grid, and that was a component that I truly didn't expect. I knew that I'd put this out there for people, but I didn't quite realize that people would be inspired to a certain mm. degree and totally. i think there were there were things that you couldn't control like we had such an incredible winter it was insane and i was out there on my live feed and going across the presidential range without a a, a ride lined up on the <laughs> other end on some months this is not an exaggeration and i think people you know over the course of fuck six seven eight nine ten eleven months like people get invested you know mm-hmm. um Dude, I, I know when i when i found out about you i was like oh man is he gonna do it and i just check back in like every month and then when but, i saw he did i was like yeah the, you know? yeah. the like, long-term investment um but but what what i want to mention here is is like you know so, some of those critiques like in, in those in those magazines and and even to it to it to a bigger um to a bigger extent, like there, there was a scenario and there's a part of me that doesn't even want to give this fool like, um, you know, a, pre- a presence on this podcast, but it, it was actually really cool. It's kind of an experiment in like social media and just like, you know, human behavior and human, human reaction. Um, there, there was an incident that happened where like I, I had put up a text. I got a text from a friend of mine um, and it, we were just like hyped. This was the end of the project. He had just, you know, a training partner of mine and he wrote something like, yeah, there's a new wolf pack in town. Um, you know, yeah, we're, we're running out all non-dominant packs. <laughs> and like, yo, like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like where I was at in my in my particular in my particular life, like at that at that point, um, I was just kind of on one. You know, I was like really gassed up. I mean, I'd I worked mean, so, I would be. Yeah, it was really like not not any different from like you know just like a, a football team going into the super bowl man they work hard all season and they go through their ups and downs and and so i was i was gassed when i got that and i put it up on my on my instagram story right like 24 hours no context um just put it up and there had been this dude um who was like kind of just like heckling me um on and off for for several months you know because I, I put my trip reports up you know in some of these forums and yeah. and try to share information beta and also just like let people know like you know i'm like i'm out here trying to do my thing and there's this dude like really kind of heckling me and just you know trying to discredit a lot of what i was doing and i didn't realize this but he was following me on instagram and so what he did was he took a screen grab of this of this text that i put up and he posted it in this in this four thousand footer forum with no context went out to like fifteen thousand people and as you can imagine, you know, all the Twitter fingers started and it was just a fucking firestorm. <laughs> Frenzy. We're talking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of comments that ranged from this man is, you know, like I said, at, at the tail end of his season, he's yeah. about to go to the Super Bowl. He's trying to hype himself up to... Who do you think you are? You're positioning yourself, posturing yourself over your fellow hikers. And dude, there, it was like the first time in my life that I'd ever read like in mass people that I didn't know or had never met, never heard of, like writing super vile shit about about you and like s- literally just writing you various- piece of shit. I hope you choke no, on but, your- but you know what? They didn't even like, it wasn't even like crazy like that. It was just like, I want you to know that like you're not special. Oh my god. 
just cutting you down well, but, deep. But, but, and, like, and that Jesus. sounds that sounds kind of childish. But like looking at you and like, you're like damn, bro. what you're doing isn't special. What what you're doing is no better than anybody else. Especially and, when you put all that work into yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, but why if why why are you the type of person? that would say that like what does that say about you, you and know? and this and this kind of brings me to my point is that like yes first of all like anybody who's going to take any time out of their day even if you think it we're mm. all human anybody who's going to take a millisecond out of their day to transcribe that and try to like belittle you is just so like misguided in his mm-hmm. own right mm-hmm. and and like lost and hurting and that you know that sounds whatever but um you know, it's like not even worth, it's not even worth um, acknowledging, but also like in the wake of that man, I don't know, this cool thing started to happen. It was like, it, like within myself where it was like, I had received so much love. Mm. I had almost received like too much love. <laughs> and I know that sounds funny, but it's like, you know, like, I don't know, man, I started working at this hostel. It's a huge hostel in Lincoln in the heart of the White Mountains. It's like you meet hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. You're posting this shit on your social media. They're posting shit on their social media. I mean, like, you know, you're kind of like that happy to be here. Like, you know, not always trying to be nice, always trying to be polite, always trying to give, just as like a human being, man, anybody, just like a minute of my time, especially in that context where you're working and people want to know like where to go and they kind of hear like what you're doing. Um, it, it was it was actually really interesting and almost refreshing in a way to, to get totally shit on. Um, yeah. be, because you see the other end of it and, and it kind of took a little bit of... Uh, you know, because you can't respond to 300 people's comments, Mm-mm. right? So ultimately, the narrative of that of that thread was, look at this prick who thinks that he's so much better than everybody else flaunting what he's about to do. Yeah. And like, I'm not saying like the, the tone of people's support changed at all. It's like a little, uh, you know, online forum. But, you know, you can't you can't change the narrative. You just got to kind of kind of accept it. Um, so it's like I walked away from that kind of feeling like, well, that was not what I wanted to have, have happen, but it, it kind of uh, washed away this super glossy finish that, that the whole project had. It was like a little bit more real, a little bit darker, a little bit grittier. I felt for the first time in the project, like I got a little fucking chip on my shoulder now. You know, <laughs> I know there's some fools out here really genuinely like at home, like, yeah. you know, on their toilet in the morning, like hoping to see that I like get off the trail and like, don't finish, you know, don't, don't finish this. <laughs> this um, yeah, man, real talk. So, um, yeah, I kind of changed the tone a bit. And, um, I think ultimately did that for, push for you better. a little bit? Did that kind of, did you use any of that hate, any of that as, as to push you like towards fuel, the finish? Basically, you know, I mean, I, fuck, I, that would have been like me. I'd be like, all right, I'm going to, in some of those post-holding yeah. moments or whatever yeah. where you're just yeah. like, fuck. Yeah. Well, I, I guess maybe like I want to kind of, I want to spell this out just slightly better. Um, so this, this, this literally happened right before I was finishing my last round. Oh, wow. Okay. And, and the first so round. So before the last 48 yes. peaks. Before the last diuretessima. Yeah. Right? And that's, and that's, and that's the other important, yes. important details that the first and the last round, you know, the two rounds were, where I had influence the only two rounds where I had any influence over the elapsed time of the project. So in other words, the only two rounds where I could control how long or how short the project was, um, you know, the, the two rounds where it was in my best interest to be hiking as efficiently as humanly possible. What that means is getting in a car 
with somebody, having them drive you or you driving yourself to trailhead to trailhead, linking up as many peaks as possible. I was doing the exact opposite. So what I did was I hiked a route known as the White Mountain Diratissima. The Diratissima is an Italian word, um, loosely translated. It, it means the most direct route. So it is a through hike of the 48. You are hiking all 48 4,000 footers in one continuous 220 mile footpath. Um, so hiking all 48 and walking every mile in between in the most direct route. And the reason why I wanted to do this in the first and the last month is because, again, like these were the only two months where I had any control over the elapsed time. And one of my big things like for this whole project was like giving fully like that was a big motivator for me. Like I wanted to um, come to terms with the death of my father, you know, um, to 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 a certain degree, really do something powerful in the the memory of my father. Um, But I also wanted to give myself fully to the mountains that I love, to the to the mountains that I cut my teeth on. And what that meant for me was just truly like giving myself, giving my energy, giving all of my effort, giving all of my emotional, psychological, spiritual will Mm. um, to the mountains on, on a daily basis. And then, you know, obviously go out and and do that, do that again to to the point of, um, yeah, uh, you know, sheer, sheer exhaustion, you know, to to the point where you, where you truly feel small um, amidst what it is that you're doing. I mean, that, that is a big, big, very important part of, of, of this for me. It was an important part of the single year grid. And I felt like the single year grid was so big of a project that it would command you to, to, to do something, mm-hmm, of course. You know, to give yourself fully in that way. Like if you wanted to complete, complete the single year grid, you had to give fully. Um, so, so those were kind of like my, my two, um, motivators. Yeah. My, 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 my two motivators. And, and so like, I didn't, I didn't want to just drive from trailhead to trailhead during the, that first and that last month. I didn't like want to take any opportunities to make it easier. I wanted to make it as hard as possible. I didn't want to cut any corners. I right. wanted to give fully. And so that meant the the white mountain diuretissimas. Now uh, this is kind of a lead up. I want you guys to like kind of appreciate a little bit like where I was at leading into this last round because there, there wasn't any month where I truly felt like this was in the bag. You know, I had just spent so many months wondering, like, am I going to be able to do this? Can I balance work? Can I balance the climbing? Like, it's snowing every week. I'm driving a 1998 Ford Ranger that's got a two-year-old inspection sticker on it. Like, <laughs> Get it. I've got, yeah, <laughs> 92 Ranger? Yeah, 98? Sorry, 1998. Uh, Did I say 92? Okay. That, was, you, that, was my first, that was my first car. Oh, man, <laughs> 98. No, 99, actually. I think it was a 99. Um, but like there were so many variables. That's my point, you know, and I spent three years saving up for this, but I didn't have all the money in the world. You know, I had some, some, some cash, but, um, I, I at no point felt certain that I was going to send this project. Right. And so now we've finally turned the corner. I've kind of built this momentum. There's like, you know, more eyes on me in the community than I would have ever imagined. And again, a lot of this had to do with like working at the hostel. I mean, you just have hundreds of people coming through mm, yeah. and they've either heard of you or or they know about you by the time that you leave, you know? And it was just a super interesting, like, you know, just perfect storm kind of kind of building this buzz. And then you have, you know, this 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 screen grab, this text dropped into, you know, major, there's two major forums. It's they host, you know, 15,000 pe- people each. This is kind of like internet, Facebook, nerd type <laughs> stuff. But when you think about communication and when you think about the way that information gets out to people, these are very relevant 
places you know okay, i mean people yeah. go there for trail reports trail beta questions suggestions sharing pictures i was sharing all my my stuff there and it's like you know it's it's getting out i mean yeah. you look at the numbers on facebook it's like stuff's getting out to you know between 10 and 30,000 people every it's i mean yeah. it's it's insane um and you know this gentleman drops you know drops that kind of like you know that 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 little uh that little screen grab into into the um into the forum and that creates all this all this commotion and there's like all this like lead up to the last round because you know you've been working so hard and again you're going out on a diuretissima so i'm getting ready to like walk across the whites again when i finished the first diuretissima i was only the 10th finisher in history you know damn that sounds like uh, you know i don't mean to make it no, make it sound big, bigger but like yeah to know that there's only been well considering were, the foot traffic in the whites when you're talking about millions of visitors on an annual basis to be the 10th person to walk across it in an unbroken footpath yeah i think in that's the world yeah in in history in known in, history in yeah. known history yeah. yeah. oh and fuck you when you put it in known history yeah. jesus yes. No. Yes. wait yeah. hold on let's not I want credit. known history <laughs> Listen, all right in, i want in, credit in this universe known yeah. history <laughs> i'll take the credit there's like probably it. a million different civilizations before us that right. we don't know okay. about yeah 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 was sure. fucking just skipping through that shit <laughs> they were levitating <laughs> yeah yes. over the white mountain diuretism <laughs> yeah um, no that is fucking crazy yeah so there was just like a lot of hype man and i was doing you know i was doing the last diuretism in a supported fashion so i had friends and family meeting me at road crossings i was logging everything on my spot so people could literally watch i mean there were dude that must have been exciting well, and fucking wild i mean like i had a homie come up um shout out my boy dave um Hey Dave, Davey, Get it. <laughs> Young Rouse, um, Young Rouse, yeah, uh, it's an acronym. Oh, yo, you want, you want another bunch? I want another one. Oh, baby, nice. Get it. Um, he was telling me like on the last day he was at a bar, and he was like waiting for me to finish, and uh, he he's looking at his phone and he's got my my tracker up right so he can see where I am, and then the dude next to him is like. Yo, yo, are you following Philip? Oh my god! On your phone, man. He's you, like, are you finding Philip? Yeah, are you, like, are I you, found him, are, boy. Are you finding Philip right now? Like, and, actually, um, I know Philip. <laughs> well, and it was funny because this this was um, one of my oldest friends, and and they kind of like ended up talking, and they ended up getting into his car and driving out to the finish with me. Oh wow! Uh, getting, driving out to the finish to to, to meet me. So so there was. Um, there was a really crazy energy in the White Mountain community as this was finishing, and I'm I'm trying not to exaggerate. Um, this is just my my experience. I mean, I, you know, kind of humbly put out a request for food because I was running, you know, I was running super low on my finances, and I knew I was going to have to buy another another vehicle when I finished the grid, and was just like, hey, you know, if you guys wouldn't mind, like anything you got, you know, you guys can do sent to the hostel. Dude, there was weeks of food sent to the hostel oh, nice. and then people just straight up started to ask me from like my venmo account and they started putting money in it You're like it, oh here you go yeah and i'm, and, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, I'm and i'm not trying to brag i'm just trying no. to give you yeah, guys yeah, a scope yeah. like going into that last round like you were you were you were asking like oh did you get hyped up like did you know especially like when they dropped that 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 screen grab in the in the forum like did it get you hyped up like you know how did how did you react it was like such an interesting time man because the, it was slowly building the entire grid and then to come out of that june round 
and to have that screen grab go go up you know during during the the last week I, I had the last week of the month off just to recover you know to to kind of try to get my mind right and to have all this commotion all this buzz it's like a and now people are doing it for me. It's like I'm yeah. not even I'm not even posting anything. It's like people are just it's his own fucking beast. Well, man. I, mm. like and again, I'm not trying to turn it into something that it wasn't, but it was super interesting just from like a human standpoint and from it from from like a marketing and social media standpoint to just really sit back and watch what happened. It was it was very very cool. And so yeah, man, going into that last round, I mean, you know when the clock strikes at midnight on july 1st it is in your best interest to be at the trailhead moving you're not going to fucking wait until 4 a.m even sure you're going to fucking start at midnight exactly so when we started at midnight man on july 1st like the energy was palpable it was like really I don't know, man. I'll probably spend the rest of my life trying to trying to chase something that special. <laughs> I swear to God, I, I swear to God, man. I I really feel that way because you can't write that shit. Well, I want. I don't want to ruin it, but what's what's next for Fine Phil, baby? What, oh, what, what what do you got? What do you got? I want to hear it. You got <laughs> well, any plans? I I I got some plans. Um, I mean, my whole thing is like talk is cheap. Yeah. Um talk is very cheap but but i mean i mean you can't you kind of fucking did some stuff so i mean you can you can say yeah, yeah. some stuff no now, no, you know? no i'm not done i'm not you know done what I'm saying? um talk is cheap and and also during this particular time in, in our in our country and in our world talk is a little cheap because people are like canceling everything man like yeah. for, forget hikes and like and sure. projects it's like people are freaking just canceling life mm-hmm. yeah. jobs everything so there's a part of me um moving into the summer that's like apprehensive because you know man if things get really crazy and they decide to like shut everything down and they're like you can't do any kind of like inter you know um interstate travel or on un- any unnecessary travel outside of you know f- food and medical i don't really think think that I know what it's we can do g- talk to me if everything ends right and you can't hike we're bringing back the old shit we're going old school we're gonna burn you and throw you off a roof into the snow <laughs> we're going back to your roots baby you know what i'm yeah, saying i like that i mean let's go back to the roots listen. it only makes sense but i'm sorry to interrupt keep going i listen i just want you to know that like i i commit to very little man but i would be willing to commit to that Okay, <laughs> my, my, my brother purchased and uh effectively you know rebuilt the the childhood home that we grew up right. in so oh, like man. if you want to just do like a full circle moment get get the vhs camera i got roll up central you perfect um <laughs> we can make this happen man so be careful what you um only available on vhs that's it oh, right <laughs> yeah not not on not not on youtube not, nothing you gotta you gotta you gotta order the vhs you gotta and buy you gotta the, get VHS. the vcr exactly and we can yes. start selling v- vcrs again because no one's selling those things anymore we should they we're don't fucking make, taking the whole market dude manufacture upsell. them anymore <laughs> well, until we'll, we start building them again, yeah we'll, right? we'll start building them and we'll we'll upsell them um no no ser- seriously on a serious note um yeah, so f- for me, talk is like cheap, and I don't know what's what's going to happen this summer. Um, 
I think uh, yeah, I, th I think a lot of people would finish something like the single year grid and just immediately kind of like beat their chest and just be like, what you know, what's next? What's bigger? What's yeah. better? What's more aggressive? And like, don't get me wrong, there are bigger, quote unquote, better, quote unquote, more aggressive projects out there. And I, I do have my eye on one very specifically. This is like a couple of years down the line. But yeah. what I'm interested in right now is being very sharp with my decision making very intentional with my decision making mm -hmm. um and what what i mean by that is really choosing projects that although are not not the duration of something like the single year grid still require a, a level of hiking that that is equal to or even more aggressive than, than the single year grid um and you know I, i'm like not gonna get give up details because uh, really you don't want to ruin it well only and for more, are, more you, than, are you going international no no okay my big thing is right now man like i I've, i'm i'm i've got a lot of momentum in the white mountains and, sure. the, and the white mountains are a place like you guys know at this point where i cut my teeth and and where i spent a lot of time making mistakes and where i spent a lot of time you know letting go of of, of heavy emotional burdens in my life and um, with as saturated as the scene is, with, with with as many people as as there are really like out there wanting their peace, um, I still think that there's like a lot of work to be done, and I think that I think that uh, still a lot of potential that you can get. Right? I, I I think that there are projects that are perhaps um, two to three months that again don't have that long duration like like the single year grid but but very very few projects are going are going to have that i mean how many right. year-long projects are you going to take on mm. i have one um, but keep going we'll we'll, we'll get to that <laughs> um so so i think right now at least for the summer what i'm what i'm looking at you know very specifically is a, is a project that is uh about 90 to 100 days um, so you're, so you're talking about, uh, you know, obviously about a third of the length of the single year grid. Um, but the mileage required to actually meet this goal that I'm aiming for is, is twice as much as, as you would, as you would hike o over the, over the course of, um, that, that same amount of time during the single year grid, all in the white mountain national forest, all, um, all kind of a part of what I what I would consider to be like like the fringe edge of endurance in the White Mountains, the fringe edge of what has been accomplished previously in in, in endurance, in peak bagging, in, in hiking in the White Mountains. And you know we're 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 getting we're getting down to the point where there's less and less of these things that you can that you can pick off, and you got to be really creative, and you got to look at these things as as puzzles and and. You got you got to look at yourself as not necessarily a hiker, but someone who's really out to kind of like identify problems and and solve them. You know, identify puzzles and solve them, and that's kind of the psychology that I'm trying to move forward with in the White Mountains. And um, yeah, I think at the end of the day, like over, over the course of the next two to let's even say like five years, um, if I can kind of tick off what I want to tick off out here, um, ultimately I'll, I'll meet my my big goal, which is just not to be better than anybody else, not to be stronger, not to be faster. Um, I, I, I'd like to be one of the one of the boldest fools to. You're gonna to, try to like invent your new thing and be like the guy, or is this maybe something known that you wanna? Um, I just want. I just. I listen. I just want to be separate. You know, you, you I, I, I want. I want to be different from from from. You said twice your distance. So are we talking fifty six thousand miles of? <laughs> 
Okay, listen. Wait, wait, no, wait, no. wait, wait. I don't want to make fun of you because four thousand feet isn't like how high is that? You know the moon. <laughs> you know the moon is like fucking like a hundred thousand something miles away. Like comparing that Dude. to the moon, it's really <laughs> not that much. It's kind of <laughs> pussy shit, honestly. Dude, you're you're totally. Right. Um, I'm. Uh, I've been caught. Yeah, yeah. the I've moon been, is I've way been, farther. I've, I've been than exposed. Four thousand feet. I've I'm been just, exposed. I'm just saying. I don't know what to say. <laughs> well, I mean, when you're comparing that, yeah, you basically did shit. Listen, yeah. somewhere in your mathematical calculations, something went terribly wrong. Probably. Yeah, yeah uh, definitely. Let me clarify that slightly. <laughs> Wait, so you, when you, you said you walked the the in the full calendar, single-year grid, you walked 28,000, 2,800 miles? 28,000 miles. Which do you think, my friend? 2,800. I don't fucking know. I don't know. <laughs> if anything, 2,800. I've had a few fucking beers. I'm pretty sure, like, if you, if you hike the circumference math. of the world, I think it's, well, like, 50,000, oh, no. 56,000 miles. I'm just loving, like, watch this Because AT yeah. was, what, 3,000? The AT's, like... It's 22. 22. 2200. Yeah. Okay. PCT is 26. Your, your dick is yeah. how many miles? Oh, my dick's like. Um, <laughs> they they don't have measurement average uh, developed yeah. yet. That, yeah. that, um, no, no. Let, let me I'll, let me clarify. Break a bit. it down. Um, so yeah, during the single year grid, I hiked 2800 miles. 2800. 2, so 5600 miles. miles. But but let's. So I was averaging about two, let's just say 250 miles a month. Per, per round, right? Okay. So um, th this project that I want to work on this summer is going to take place o over the course of, let's just say, 100 days, um, end of June to the end of September. So if you look at that three-month period during the single-year grid, I was doing about 250 miles a month. So you're going to uh, hike about 750 50 miles over the course of those three months, right? Sure, sure. Um, the, the, the total number of miles in, in my current project or the project that I'm, that I'm trying to take on this, this summer, um, about 1,500 over the same period of time. So you're talking about 750 miles during the single year grid over those three months versus about 1,500 That's miles uh, over the same three months. So, so again, nowhere near as long, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Like nowhere near as long. And, and for that reason, I don't think that this this current project that I, that I want to that I want to uh, attempt it will will ever get the level of appreciation that that it deserves. Certainly not in comparison to you know the single year grid, but like this project in a lot of ways is much more difficult. I mean, I'm going to be living out of the um, I want to say the back of my car, but um, the '99 Ranger Flatline shortly after the single year grid had to you know just. Yep, yep. We done <laughs> exactly. And, uh, you know, just let her pass on, and yep. um, I'm now sporting a, a lovely 2008. Oh, um, moving on up. Yes, 2008. James uh, has a Jeep on cinder blocks that ooh, you, he could probably give you. Nice Wrangler, maybe. Perhaps? That sounds very appealing. <laughs> uh, however, my 2008 Toy uh, Toyota Yaris. Ooh, get it with its uh, 38 mile to the gallon. Uh, mm, that might be better. gas mileage is really um, going to be hard to give up. But I'm going to pull the passenger seat out of that. I'm going to live um, at trailheads and on the trail full time for effectively the entire summer season. You know, that's not something that I was doing when I was working on the grid. I mean, I was back at the hostel mm. um, for better or worse, you know, waiting on guests and like in the sauna, taking showers and stuff. I mean, this is going to be a lot more intense, a lot grittier. Yes, you're not, you know, you're not going through the winter. You're not, you know, there's, there's differences, big differences. But there's different, you're right. But, um, but, yeah. but um, yeah, I guess, I guess the, the last thing that I will say is this, is this is all in the pursuit of what I kind of see as um 
Yeah, yeah, the, the, the big overarching goal. And that has always been to um, hold the fastest known times on like the two biggest mile for mile, vertical foot for vertical, vertical foot, two, two most iconic list-based projects in the White Mountains. Yeah. Um, one of them being the grid and very fortunate that I was able to take that off in 18 and 19 and now we're stepping up to this the second challenge and I, it's it feels corny every time I like dodge you know actually spelling out what, what I no, want to do I, I like it dude I like it yeah, yeah dude, I'm just like not history and and I will I will say this in closing on this on this note um, for anybody interested and certainly you boys are on some full-on VIP invitation um, assuming that the world is not over mm. and assuming that like the American public has some confidence to like re enter a public space um, on May 28th. I'm sorry, May 23rd. So this is the Saturday of Memorial Day weekend in Lincoln, New Hampshire in um, the Burgeon Outdoor Studio. So Burgeon Outdoor is a, a brand new outdoor apparel um, company that started in, in Lincoln, New Hampshire, um, kind of um, apparel that is, you know, cr created and, and inspired um inspired by 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 the white mountains and and actually sewn you know in in, in town um they're going to hold a huge fundraiser uh in their studio in their brand new studio in lincoln nice. it'll be a, a ticketed event very very cheap probably something like 10 bucks the the details are still getting ironed out um but you're gonna come and you're gonna come down to Burgeon and you're gonna see their brand new studio and you're gonna listen to me tell the story of the single year grid you're gonna listen to me outline the details of the upcoming summer project and hopefully like yeah eat a little food you know drop a couple dollars in some raffles buy you know buy a couple prints and and all of this money is being generated um to support my three-month effort in the white mountains this this summer um burgeon even even right now uh burgeon is um offering 20 percent off if you if you use um you know a code you can go right on to finding philip you can go right on to burgeon outdoor and, and get the finding philip code and get 20 percent off per purchases and it's going to be you know 20 percent off the purchase and then 20 percent in my pocket so they're like really stepping up as a new company not not only in the community but also like backing you know someone like me i mean yeah, yeah. the single year grade is sick and all but it's like for all intents and purposes like i'm a no-name scrappy hiker from you know <laughs> central massachusetts who like had one you know incredible year that doesn't necessarily mean you start throwing people like free gear and these guys mm. have like really stepped up to the plate and believe in what i'm trying to do so uh may two three if y'all are trying to roll up please do yeah um, tfk or, needs a field trip i think so yeah, yeah. dude we'll real talk yeah, dude let's do it let's yeah. let's get live yeah let's get live up there guys <laughs> I, know, right? Easy I, say, I, I love this let's plenty of beers let's get the table in the back of the yaris like, <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> we could do it happen. we can make it happen and man. we can get we can bring some good beers too because yeah, seth man. my man here is a brewer and yeah. a half well That's right. the beer I mean, i'm drinking right now is this, delicious. this seems to be like fate yeah. i mean if, if there's any if there's any signs on the table the fact that i picked up a common man beer and yeah you are you are a gentleman that uh that brews them yeah that's crazy i think that means you boys got to roll up before yeah. we end this yeah uh, i don't want to end on such a serious note i think we should have a little bit of fun oh, i just we can have i want to say fun, one more serious yeah, thing before, okay. um, before. Cool. Right. to kind of tie into everything that you know phillips been saying here and um like i appreciate what you're doing just in one of the things that when i tell people like what you've done, like just the short bullet point thing of the, the single year grid and everything. The first thing that I, the response that I get the most is why <laughs> love it. And, and like, to me, love it. 
to me, I, I'm like, why does anybody, why, why do you do anything? You know what I mean? Why mm-hmm. do you get up in the morning? Why do you go to work and do what you do? Like to see a guy that's as passionate about a project as you are and like putting yourself into it fully, that's inspiring. You know what I mean? Why, you know, that's why people will give you something for Venmo. You know, I could say you've even been inspiring to me. Like I'll see, oh shit, this guy climbed four peaks today. I can run three miles outside. Oh, like, yeah. you know, that's awesome. Like, and like when people say why to me, I get a little offensive. Like, what, what, what do you mean? Yeah. Why? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and, uh, yeah, I love that you asked that question, man. Cause it's so multifaceted and, and, and I mean that this, this answer is coming from somebody who's like, again, you know, we've talked about this received a lot of love and positivity and, and who's also seen like, little bit of the of the darker un- underbelly of of jealousy mm. and i mean i've i've literally sat at the front desk at the hostel and and heard you know um a group of guests upstairs who don't realize i can you know i'm within earshot you know literally spell out like we don't like i don't think this is an accomplishment those those words so like um so i so 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 when people ask why i i get it mm. i i totally get it yeah. because some people just don't they they cannot fathom yeah most people cannot fathom i I think that's Um, yeah i think that's true for me the why you know even though it it is the most it is the most frequent question that is asked of me in the wake of finishing the single year grid it, Mm. it still kind of remains the most difficult to answer oh yeah definitely um i think first and foremost Again, I've tried to make this like very clear with you guys. Like the White Mountains are a place that I that I love deeply. I feel deeply connected to. It, um, place where I cut my teeth. You know, where I made a lot of mistakes. Um, I just have like a very deep, profound, nostalgic, almost like romantic connection to, oh, the, to, yeah. to the to the to the White Mountains. Um, but but beyond that. You know, I, th- I kind of feel like that's a given. Like you have to love the White Mountains if you want to do something like the single Definitely. year grade. Absolutely. You have to have an unparalleled love for, for the White Mountains. With Without that, it doesn't matter how strong you are. It doesn't matter how clean you eat. Like you have to love the White Mountains. But but beyond that, um, I, I genuinely feel like, you know, you know, the reason why I did or wanted to complete the single year grid is 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 the same reason why everybody else would not want to complete would not want to take on the single year grid because it is really really hard mm. you know and 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 because it it is it is genuinely going to challenge you physically it is genuinely going to challenge you emotionally psychologically spiritually it's going to challenge your capacity to stay on budget i was working with very little money it's going to challenge your relationships with friends and family again when you decide not to call and and not to check in because you're not even showering at night it's going to challenge all of those things Mm. and um i think generally speaking we don't want any part of that um i think that we want instant gratification we want the the easy way out. We want things handed to us. We we want equations that we we can solve right away. You mm. know, we we don't want difficulty. We we don't want discomfort. Um, and 
what I've kind of known my entire life is that personal growth and predictability don't go hand in hand. Mm. And if your life is hinged on predictability, I don't care how happy you think you are and I don't care how much money you're making. There's probably not a lot of personal growth in your life, you know? So so when yep. people when people come around and they ask me like, you know, why did you do this? Why would you want to do something like this? I almost feel like saying I don't feel like I could afford not to have done the single year grid. That's how much personal growth. Mm. I have personally noted from the moment um, that that even like back when I started hiking, you know, that very unsure kid, that kid who got off the, the Mid-State Trail in central Massachusetts after 30 miles because of a bum knee, that kid who went back the following summer and hiked the long trail and then back the following summer and did the Appalachian Trail, that kid that could like barely pull himself off of the floor after his father died to moving into the back of his truck and hiking the 48 for the first time to you know having all of those dreams be completely deflated when 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 someone else does something that you've been thinking about doing mm. you know when someone else go, goes out and does it so so convincingly and does it first um to the kid who found a, a certain kind of um reinvestment in the project you know the kid who who actually like realized oh there is value here oh this is something i still want to do oh this still this still is a dream of mine regardless of how much harder it's now going to be to like you know make it different to to make it my own um yeah to so the kid who's like rolling up with you boys like almost seven eight months now yeah. on the back end of it like laughing my ass off about all the winter storms and all the times my car <laughs> broke down and like there's so much personal growth yeah. there guys you yeah. know what i mean exactly. and, and 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 like the single year grid really really for like the last five years or so man since since the year that my father died the single year grid um was the catalyst of that personal growth and um yeah that's so priceless man like that's just like a gift that you can not purchase like you have to go out there every single day and work for it. You have to go out there and identify what is really important to you and identify like how it is that you can spend some, some portion of your life, like gi giving yourself fully to that thing. And I don't know, I feel like that's, that's, that's what I did that. And that's why I did it because I, because I wanted something real fucking tough and I wanted, I wanted to give myself fully to, to that, to that very, very difficult thing. I think that's a perfect answer. That's yeah. fucking yeah. Beautiful, man. And, beautiful man. And I think there's a lot that people can learn from that and they don't need to do a single year grid to, to, to do that. You know what I mean? Like you just like going after the things that you're interested in and like you're talking about like the predictability and the comfortability and the instant gratification. That's something that in our culture today has become so like prevalent after to so many people is just like yeah. with the phones and the technology and all that stuff. Like I need it now, but things take time. And I think we're, that's something that we're forgetting, you know, in, into like with like the project of doing this podcast and like talking to people and building it. It's like, you know, you need to invest time into things for them to be worth yes, something. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And, and I don't want to, you know, drag this out too long or beat a dead horse, but uh, this is something that I try to reiterate in, in my talks. It's, um, you can't go through your life putting these things up on an impossible 
unattainable pedestal, you know, for such a long time. Um, I, I, I put Sue Johnston and I put the single year grid up on an unattainable pedestal. I did not think that I could do what, what she did. And, um, yeah, when, when I was, when I was working on the project and, and finally finished the project, what, what I realized was, ah, should, should have never done that. You know, <laughs> should have never put that, put, put that goal up on a, on a pedestal because everybody is human and we are capable of so much more than we think. And, you know, let, let me tell you to, to spend an entire year, um, not, not going after a record, but, but killing off a much weaker version of myself. That's just like, that's pretty rad. Yeah. yeah. But I, th I, th I think that personal growth comes from putting it on a pedestal and finding out that through thick and thin, you were able to be, because you, you had measured it in such an impossible feat yes. and to go through it and to conquer it. Yes. I mean, I feel like that's the only way to achieve that measure of personal growth and to have such a big cognitive shift and, and to be able to actually be like, Oh fuck, this was possible. Yes. I put myself through the test and I've, did something that I never thought I could do. And, and that, I mean, that's the only way to propel yourself forward. I yes, think, you know, absolutely. Because and you didn't take it for granted and you didn't, you didn't over, you weren't, you took it, you respected it. You respected the challenge and you fucking put work into it. And that's what, it, and that's, and you got what you put into it. And, and the beautiful thing is now you wind up on the back end and life comes full circle. You are, back in a place where you're left wondering um, what's next and can I actually do it? All right. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking weird. It's awesome. Yeah. Philip, yeah. Phil, F-Dog, for our listeners. F-Dog. F-Dog? Lip? He's not a, he's not Lip? A, oh, P-Dog? Is that what we're doing? Where can we, for our listeners, yes. right? We're ending this thing. Yes. Where can we find you? Uh, where can they find you? We're talking AAM screen names. We're wow. talking about MySpace, <laughs> Tumblr. Which one? Wow. Hey, where, where, hey where, Phil, ASL, man. Where, ASL. where are we going? Wow. Ask Jeeves email. Wow. Where can we find you? Um, yeah, man. The only email I have is at AOL.com. So yeah. I can't really share anything else besides that. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So uh, easy, easiest way to get in touch with me, findingphilip.com. Uh, that is Philip with one L. Uh, so findingphilip.com. That's my website. A bunch of information about me. It's got speaking engagements on there, um, so definitely check that out. Ton of photography. It's got a link to my online store. Yada yada. Um, if you're looking for me on social media, uh, Facebook and Instagram are the same. Just at Finding Philip. Again, Philip with one L. Um, and uh, yeah, if you can't find me at that point, if you can't get in touch with uh, in touch with me at that at that point, just roll up to the Notch Hostel and. Uh, in North Woodstock, New Hampshire, and I'm going to be at the front desk like five nights a week here <laughs> up, up, up until up until June. So just just roll up and uh, yeah, we'll we'll address your concerns All in right. person. Nice, nice. All right, anybody All right. else? We good? Wait, I have a question. Okay. Yes, <laughs> I want to end this. Two years ago, no, th three years ago, three years in ago. April, April 2017, 
you had submitted a patent to the office for oh right uh, i forgot all about a, this a pizza patent yeah yeah can you please share with the audience about your pizza patent? i forgot you're an inventor of, <laughs> of fine pizzas yeah so what's that about listen listen man um <laughs> you, you, you are philip j karsha right yeah I am. We Googled you and we found a patent that you have and you invented some crazy ass new technology. Listen, would you like pizza to- crusts? <laughs> it, it, what it, the fuck is that shit? Maybe you Are forgot. Are you also a scientist of pizza? Maybe guys, you forgot. Guys, the entire conversation was leading up to this moment. <laughs> no. This is what we were hoping for. Oh, fuck yes. Um, the secrets are true. This is going to be a very anticlimactic answer, man. And the answer is that. Um, yeah, you you fucked up worse than you did with the grid mileage. Um, <laughs> fuck. I uh, I am a pizza connoisseur. I would absolutely classify myself as someone who lives and dies by the slice. By the slice. Damn. But at no particular point in my personal history that I'm aware of have I ever patented anything. God damn it. <laughs> Never mind a pizza related patent so uh, it was a method and apparatus for pizza preparation patent submitted to the office in april of 2017 i don't know if you're not that we'll show it to you after the show i just like check this out really yeah, course, totally. I, I appreciate like how deep you guys must have had to dig to like find the truth we were oh, hoping yeah. that you were also a pizza scientist yeah yes. <laughs> and let's not let's not say that this isn't con- this is close this is new england so like this is a possibility this guy's also a fucking scientist <laughs> of pizza and he patented a pizza in the technology of crust in new england in new england and his name is philip j karsha well That's you right. know what's really interesting um this this has me listed as a resident as as a resident of Manchester, Connecticut. Um, And the reason why that's interesting is because my father is from Connecticut, not Manchester, but he's from Connecticut and he is Philip Anthony Karsha. Mm -hmm. My father is, is, is deceased, but I don't know if there's like some very odd, like cross information happening here. Is he a pizza scientist? Was your dad a pizza scientist, bro? If 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 he was, <laughs> listen, he was living a double life, guys. And well. this this is this he was able to keep it a complete secret um, to you know myself and my family. You might be entitled to um, some money here. Yeah. This I don't know. this could be like I think the, a really pizza. dark like unknown underbelly of like my family tree <laughs> oh man we opened up some uh so for our listeners like, and maybe anybody else on uh, our second podcast will be strictly pizza with philip and uh I'm no down. more hiking none of this bullshit hiking all right down. Awesome. all right thanks Th- man thanks Thank man you guys for coming so on awesome it's, it's been, been a real. pleasure thank yeah. you guys so much it's been great cheers all right oh shit
Damn. Oh God. Oh, boy, Damn. guys. Part one was good, but part two's even better. Yeah, yeah. Great, great stuff. And again, so many thanks for, um, you know, having Philip for sure. on. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing, amazing stuff. I know after we finish this, you can you can hear how amped we are at the end of the second part. And like, I just like had like a crazy time like sleeping last night because all the all the crazy details of the project and everything. It yeah. was, it was he's a good dude. Yeah, he's, he's a, a good dude. Talker. Yeah. yeah. Yep. He's a pro. Yeah. So I mean, we really don't have much to QC or, or say about this one other than that it was an awesome episode and we had a really great time talking to him. Um, yeah. Go go check out Philip. I know he details his social media and find him. Find, find him. Philip, please find him, people. Yeah. And uh, yeah, his his future project will definitely be following that. Right. And we're excited to hear the announcement and, and you know see what he's going to be tackling. Yep. So that that'll be awesome. We got to have him back on again too. Oh, we definitely will. Yeah. We definitely will. Great guest. Yeah. Yeah, guys. Um, again, thanks for subscribing. Any future subscribers, don't forget rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and check out our Twitter. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Sausage candles.